0: Are Emma Thompson and Greg Weiss still together or no?
1: I don't know.
0: That was bothering me.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Interesting thing to bother you today.
0: I know. I know they're not married, but I was just wondering if they're still together because I just just hope somebody's asking her how her day was. You know?
1: Why? What about her day are you hoping... I just, I
0: just want to make sure that somebody's asking her how she's doing, you know, checking in with her. Just just want to make sure she's all right.
1: I, I mean, they, I'm
0: not going to do it.
1: I, I really appreciate that this is a thought. Um, They're married. They're not... They aren't just like dating. They're, they're like partners. They're married.
0: Oh, okay. And I thought so, they were so, just partners. They're okay. still so married. Gotcha.
1: They have two daughters. Or they have a daughter and... They adopted a Rwandan orphan and former ch- child soldier. Wow. Damn. Um, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but I, I would assume a boy.
0: Mm, okay.
1: But, yeah. Cause Can you imagine
0: having Emma Thompson as a mom? That'd be so <laughs> fucking fantastic.
1: It would. I I mean, I love her. I remember I was really sad about her and Kenneth Branagh and how, you know, bad that was.
0: Yeah. Oh, Kenneth Branagh. You tortured
1: genius? I don't know with him. It's really hard for, uh, like, his behavior in certain instances I do not think would fly now, but I think he's grown out of it.
0: One would hope.
1: One would hope. Um...
0: God. But you know who's got a long way to go before that anybody gives a shit about their bad behavior? Tom Hardy. Ruben Fleischer. Ruben
1: Fleischer. Did something happen that I'm unaware of?
0: No, he directed Venom. The uh. movie we're gonna talk about.
1: <laughs> I was just wondering, like, if there was something else to that.
0: No. I just mean, uh, you know, he's he'll be a household name someday. Someday. A lot of us really loved Zombieland.
1: Zombieland, yeah. And aren't they doing the sequel to Zombieland still?
0: They are, and he's very excited about it.
1: Well, I would assume so, because it's, you know, it was a, a coup. I, I definitely ate a lot of snowballs after after mm-hmm. Zombieland, which is now something I'll look back on, and I'm like, eh, gross. But,
0: I ate a lot of Jesse Eisenberg afterwards, so hmm. I totally get it. I
1: mean, the thing is, though, you eat some Jesse Eisenberg, and you're hungry 30 minutes later.
0: It's just so gamey. Uh, it's just so gamey. It's,
1: it's a little gristly to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it feels it feels like uh, like an overdone uh, Michael Sarah. You know, like yeah, you just cooked bit. Michael Sarah a little too long. Th- they they let Jesse him marinate
1: in in that special ser- serenade.
0: Hmm. That's um, serenade. That's serenade. And then you tenderize it with uh, some, uh, don't help me, I'll find something, I'll find something. Reach, Dan. Dig deep and reach. Oh, you tenderize it with some sorkin.
1: Mm, <laughs> yes. Yep. You talk in clipped sentences. Um, that's
0: how you know you're a genius.
1: <laughs> it is true. It is true. That's how I know I'm a genius. Uh, yeah, so i did like that there was a little former Zombieland cameo uh i'm not sure i feel like this movie was uh really into bad wigs though
0: yeah like a you know like a first year drag queen
1: yeah exactly first year drag queen um so dan
0: so a dare.
1: There weren't that many characters, like, as far as the core characters. I
0: mean, there are named characters, such as uh, Malaysian EMT slash Riot Host. Yes.
1: Or what was there was one that was like, e- a guy at Eel Bin, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So we will be discussing the three main characters, the symbiotes as well, and then anyone else that caught our fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I waited for that Into the Spider Verse thing. Did not see it.
0: Oh no! I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I wonder if it was an opening weekend thing or something. I don't know. Weird. But I didn't go opening weekend.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't see it though.
0: Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. Mm. It's. Uh, it was also a late hope... showing on
1: a weeknight, so I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "Let's get out of here."
0: Could be. Could be. It's There's a chance it's up online by now, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good little thing. It's a nice little bit.
1: Uh, I mean, for a man such as yourself, I feel like it was appropriate.
0: 100%.
1: So we saw Venom. Dan, how'd you feel about it?
0: I felt like it was a movie. It was... Uh, no, I think they got some stuff very accurate to comics, and they had a little more leeway with some other stuff, and I think... Much like the arc of Venom as a character, he softens a bit and becomes a little more anti-hero-y um, mm. because we can't root for murderers, I guess. But to that, I would say Lizzie Borden. <laughs> um, <laughs> but overall, I I thought that Tom Hardy did a fabulous job. I thought that Riz Ahmed skated... He danced with the devil and got real close to the uh, the Lex Luthor pit.
1: I was thinking, of... I was like, is he trying to be Elon Musk? That's like was my my question throughout the entire movie. Was just I felt like he was a caricature of more of a caricature of Elon Musk than Elon Musk <laughs> than, Musk than is. Elon
0: Musk is, yeah. which is an accomplishment. Yeah, because um, no one
1: does a caricature of Elon Musk quite like Elon Musk.
0: Well, he didn't accuse anybody of being a pedophile, so that was Yet. a step in the right direction. Yet, oh man, if we got Carlton Drake for a second film, I bet he would. I bet he would just fly off the handle and say Eddie Brock was a child molester or something.
1: Yeah, I kind of. I was hoping for a little bit more with him. I was really. Ho- I. I was a little underwhelmed by him. I would mm-hmm. have liked him to. I don't know. I liked that he seemed a little bit crazy. Like he. He. Where he was sort of, he was a denier. He felt like a Holocaust denier. Like where he's like, oh yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. Have a good life. Bye.
0: Yeah. He, he, uh, he effectively channeled the crazy Mm -hmm. in a way that was, uh, understandable. Where people could
1: Uh, maybe mistake it for like, oh, he's just a genius.
0: Yeah. And genius is very much capable of being completely and totally insane.
1: Look at Austin.
0: Look at Austin. He is a genius. He's also absolutely fucking nuts. Also, the fact that they don't list Michelle Williams on IMDb as playing Anne Wayne slash Venom is a travesty. Mm-hmm. Because she does get to be Venom for a minute, and that was cool.
1: Lady Venom. Lady Venom. God, that was a great little moment, I have to say. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she. I love Michelle Williams.
0: She was game. Yeah. She was like, I, I mean, Oh yeah, I'll no, do Venom. Sounds like fun. So
1: so I love her. They gave her nothing to work with though. Like absolutely yeah. nothing. And I will say, as much as I thought, you know, Tom Harney, I actually felt though his his voice choices are always sort of a thing where I'm like, So why? Why? Okay. But but why? Uh, and that's not just like this. This is that's all all the time. I know I'm not alone in that feeling. But I really do like Tom Hardy, and I really do like Michelle Williams. And I think separately, pretty cool. They did not make sense as a couple to me. There was zero chemistry. That whole date scene, I was just like, I don't believe for a second you guys are a couple. Like, when they broke up, I was just like, okay, yeah, that was probably going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, would, I feel like it would have made more sense if it was one of those situations I know they're overdone where it's like started and they clearly used to date and had like that friendship relationship where it's like, oh, there's that weird little underlying chemistry, but seeing them ever date didn't make sense. I imagine it's what the relationship between Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard was like between
0: <laughs> Lost <laughs> World and
1: Lost World Fallen Kingdom uh, where it's like they had dates in like those places and it's just like, uh, yeah, oh, let's go so have sex.
0: terrible. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean just cuz the sex is good, guys, doesn't mean you should be marrying each other.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of how um, I I didn't really I know that I know that they d- built up the relationship as much as they thought they were uh so that it could really feel like he lost something when his career got destroyed.
1: Honestly, it didn't feel that way, though.
0: It didn't feel that way. It felt, it felt like, like
1: he, I think the worst thing was he lost the apartment because his new apartment was trash. that was a
0: dope-ass apartment.
1: Yeah, the new apartment was trash. I mean, can you imagine having that kind of apartment at San Francisco prices? Oh,
0: shut up. Oh.
1: Yeah. Get yeah. out. And the cat. But the cat never yeah. liked him, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, Venom has a history with cats, so that worked in that regard but i really i thought tom hardy did a nice job i liked his venom voice um i thought i
1: think i liked his venom voice more than i liked his eddie brock voice yeah what are you you talking
0: about eddie brock i just get nervous sometimes hey you guys that's Uh, actually a better eddie Brock.
1: i got a parasite (laughs) I, i got a parasite
0: yeah right i'm like you're from new york sound like it but um I had a good time at this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like there wasn't, there weren't, weren't any major like crimes against cinema. I think people are railing against it just to be well. By people, I mean critics. I think most people who saw it had a good time. Like it's not, it's not a controversial movie. It's not trying to reinvent the wheel, and it's not trying to create something out of nothing. They do a pretty tactful job. The only real spider-man connections are a reference to the daily bugle
1: mm-hmm. and, Oh, and the astronaut
0: yeah jay jonah jameson the third the
1: astronaut was yeah yeah
0: which uh was... was very subtle and they just called him jameson um
1: yeah i, I when i heard that i immediately was like what what <laughs> it makes yeah. sense
0: yeah, and that is historically who brought the symbiote back. So that was that was great, but they didn't make a big deal out of it, and we don't even have an MCU version of J Jonah Jameson yet. But I also think there is only one version, and any other version is just wrong.
1: J.K. So. Simmons or die.
0: No, nah, I was gonna say the animated, but ah. yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> um,
1: fuck you. Uh, no, I mean I agree though. It was it was an entertaining film. There are obviously, like all films, you know, you have some notes, and you know, that that is what it is. Some, uh, some
0: rewrites, as it some were. Some
1: rewrites. Uh, no, I should, <laughs> where to begin with that. Uh, but I, I mean, I kind of went in with Topher Grace expectations, not Alfred Molina expectations. So I think, if you go in thinking like. I, expect, I hope this is as good as Topher Grace's portrayal of Venom in Spider-Man 3. I think you will be happy with it. If you go in thinking, like, I want to see the next true villain like Doc Ock, I think you're, you're kind of screwed. Although I, there were there were some, some moments that kind of felt Alfred Molina-esque, which were, were nice, the, the conversations.
0: Yes. I think... Eddie and Venom talking to each other kind of makes this movie. Oh, how you okay. feel about those those scenes will really dictate how you feel about the movie because there's um, there's some things that are a little strange or a little far fetched, and there's some things that are a little jarring. But overall, it's a pretty fun ride, especially as long as we get that back and forth. Their dynamic, you know, Tom Hardy playing off himself is, uh, you know, it's fun.
1: Yeah, they're they're like the the unlikely friendship was kind of was kind of great um mm-hmm. i think my favorite well not my favorite but one of those moments where was like when he's looking at the building he's like you go up you go up mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i would say that part was really for me what made the movie as well like i liked their dynamic i liked when he was explaining the planet that he was coming from and and he was like oh, i was kind of a loser and <laughs> it, it felt it the most authentically Venom to me of anything I had seen
0: yeah it's 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 the kind of thing that I, I feel like I want to come back to here I want I want to see a sequel I want to play around with this with these characters again I like Eddie Brock this iteration is pretty solid and this Venom is extremely well visually realized I
1: like the how they come around yeah and have the and conversation sometimes.
0: The way that he uh the Venom powers, uh the way the symbiote reacts to attacks and threats and everything was beautifully realized. Just gorgeous to look at. And so inky and gross it was, the it was what I wanted out of a out of a Venom movie. You know, I'm not um you know, a massive fan of that character itself. I think it's an interesting character, but I'm not like a Venom diehard. So the fact that he didn't kill more people, I know is an issue for some hardcore mm-hmm. nerds, but I thought he I thought he killed just the right amount of people, a tasteful amount of, of murder. Bit
1: off of just the right amount of heads. Right?
0: Yes. Just the right amount.
1: I have to say the scene where Tom Hardy is in the restaurant, because he knows like something's wrong, and he goes in a, like that whole moment where it's like it's it's clear he's he's fighting with the inner internal voice because he doesn't understand it. He's sick. So yeah, I would say that scene though where it, it's sort of he's fighting with an internal monologue. He's he's dealing with illness. He's clearly very scattered. And then he like sits in the lobster tank and starts seeing, and like the moment where he's like, this is dead. And like, because it's it's a it's a hard it would be a hard scene to just sort of focus on because you're doing so many things and you're battling with these two personalities. And I thought it was really well done. And I think especially like for the, the there was sort of a chaos to the scene. I thought he it was very well realized.
0: He delivered mm-hmm. straight up. He delivered. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody who sees this movie is going to fault Tom Hardy and be like, "You made this too silly." It's like, well, not really. It was. no He's just he's just in it, man. He's down.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I I would say it's not the best, but it was entertaining, and I think it it has potential to grow.
0: Yeah, I didn't regret the the purchase. Free for me. There you go. Uh,
1: so yeah, so Dan, if you could, if there's anything you could change, what would you change?
0: All right, buckle up. Okay. Buckle the fuck up. All right. <laughs> so a couple things. Um, I'm realizing the, now
1: I should have I shouldn't have asked you first. I'm like he's gonna do it. He's gonna take all of it.
0: <laughs> the the chase scene. Mm-hmm. You cannot have exploding drones in the city. I'm sorry, that's insane. Those have got to go. I think um you know it was I it just tried to justify explosions. No explosions, just do more of a foot race, just have Venom go into interesting locales and use his venomy powers. That's it. Don't don't give me any of that bullshit. Um I would have liked to see each of the symbiotes bond for a second to get a little grasp of their personality yeah. see what a successful hosting relationship looks like just to further set that up for the future um,
1: Well and I think it also gives people who aren't super aware of the comic books or of the origin of these symbiotes. I think it gives them a little bit more to ability to understand the differences right not to it's like, it's it's just it prevents symbiote racism. All symbiotes exactly. are the same.
0: Yeah. And I i, I don't like uh, I don't like seeing those kinds of generalizations. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, I would echo your note and kind of cut all of their time together and just start with Eddie Brock investigative reporter investigative journalist doing all of his shenanigans and just have this be another one of his classic Eddie mess arounds where he's going to break in and stuff because the attempt to raise the stakes and depress Eddie of think after things go poorly for him with Carlton Drake doesn't really pay off. It doesn't really matter. I'd rather he just be this sleuth who gets in way the fuck over his head and have him be captured in the lab for a little bit. You know, have him have to do a really true breakout after he's discovered and accidentally gets bonded with by the symbiote. Yeah, I, I would.
1: I do agree with that because an issue I did take was uh, with it was you know Jenny Slate's character, the scientist. She who was I was just sort of bummed out by that. I really kind of hoped by casting Jenny Slate there was something that was going on with it because she is that kind of actor that she brings something special. And they really could have cast pretty much anyone. And it
0: was a thankless role.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so, but that whole scene where he, she's trying to get him to go and investigate this, and she doesn't know where to turn and everything, and he's just like, "I just, I can't do this. Like, I don't know." Like, and then he goes and stares at the building on a at at. The building on the bridge like he's like just like ruminating about it and then he's like no never mind I'll do it and I said like, that was so unnecessary and if that was why they had him lose everything was to have that, that moment it was so worthless if you're gonna do it like you can have him be kind of a you know down on his luck kind of guy and show all of his all of his video clips that they show anyway and then Do like a uh, and then show like that maybe there's like a news report that he's been fired from the company or something like that, and then like have him drunk at the bar. But like, none, it didn't make any sense to me why there was all of that stuff.
0: It was completely unnecessary. I would have much rather this is just another tip for another thing. And Michelle Williams playing his ex, who's already his ex established. Then uh, is like, uh, I don't know if he should go after him. He's pretty powerful. And he's like, hey, it's me. I'm Eddie. This is what I do. I'm going to eat a
1: pizza and hang out with <laughs> my brother, don't, Luigi.
0: Don't worry. It's me, Eddie Braca. I'll be so safe. You don't have to worry about me for nothing. Oh, hey, Dan. How's the apartment? Um,
1: He really just you missed know, that apartment.
0: He really did just miss that apartment. I think that would have fast-tracked things and we mm-hmm. could have spent a little more time in the lab. We could have spent a little more time just with symbiotes in general. And then the first time he hears Venom's voice, Venom is helping him escape. Yeah, I do like and, that. And then he's, you know, hiding and he's kind of on the lam and then the inevitable... In in the course of hiding, I wanted Venom to experience more of the city and of people. And like, I, because my other big criticism of this film is why does Venom come around to thinking Earth is great? Like, I mean, I understand him not wanting to go back and not wanting the other symbiotes to come to Earth and to fuck it up for him, but I didn't really get his whole conversion of like, oh, now I super love the Earth and I want it to be here forever and we're friends now. It's like there just hasn't been enough relationship and plot changes and developments he hasn't gone through enough to really give a shit
1: yeah that it was, was just like
0: he has to be for the earth now
1: yeah it was like there was that one moment on top of the tower where he was like oh earth is beautiful and it's like well I mean this is San Francisco it's not like honestly the best depiction of to show you what earth is like so
0: and that the San Francisco maybe, skyline could just convince an alien to be like no I mean, really, cool. yeah, Earth's San cool. Francisco
1: is the true hero of this film I would say even if, it, like, for, randomly he had his Apple TV screensaver on and Venom's just in his little, in his little symbiote form watching the Apple TV. Even right? that, I I would be a little... That would
0: have actually been really funny. I... Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
1: That's actually wow. LAX Airport. I'm not really sure why Apple TV <laughs> chose that one. It's a pretty weird choice. Oh,
0: that'd be funny. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that, That's that's my rewrite. Just have little... <laughs> Little symbiote chilling. I would,
0: yeah, I would much. I would love to see more asides between the two of them. Yeah, just like hanging out and chit chatting. Yeah, I could have done with more of that.
1: I, yeah, I would have loved either Jenny Slate to have more of a role, like more of a character. Like her death just felt very pointless. Mm -hmm. Um, or I would have liked to. I would have liked to also see in the symbiote trials them lasting a little bit longer. I, I liked the whole organ donor uh, idea, like how they were explaining why it works and why it doesn't work. Right. But then it also then felt very weird to me that it was so easy for, of all people, for the guy who got these symbiotes these down to earth, for him to amazingly be a match for Riot. Like that seemed a little far-fetched for me yeah also how long like it took six months for riot to get from malaysia to san francisco what like and why
0: And why did it take so long to hop from that old lady to that little girl in the airport like that's a really long ass time
1: like it it was so long that when that girl showed up in the lab so confused who she was and then i was like Oh, yeah, it took me a long time though
0: mhm it didn't uh it didn't feel like the most necessary bit again, like I don't know why it was necessary for riot to come across the world,
1: yeah. I don't. I don't really know
0: either. Uh, Like they, they didn't even throw in a line that's like, "I've traveled all over this world and I've seen that it's filth and ripe for the taking." Like they didn't even have, Uh, 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 they didn't uh, even uh. give him that. So I just there, there were several decisions in this film that just made it seem strange. Like
1: I've got weapons. Yeah,
0: he's got weapons. You've never even. What does he say? Shit, you can't even. You've never even dreamed of. Yeah, something like like that. that. It's like, see, told you. it was funny
1: oh no it was I mean like there were lots of funny parts and I feel like your rewrites are very accurate the, I, I didn't think about the drones the drones were one
0: god drones pissed me off like I in mean, the middle of the screening I was like Ah, come on
1: fucking drones Ugh, uh, fucking drones I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I thought about I mean I thought about a lot of things but do you want to talk about Into the Spider-Verse you're pretty excited about that
0: oh my god I'm so, I'm so excited about Into the Spider-Verse. The new trailer looks good, but they had this preview at the end where Miles Morales has recently donned the mantle of Spider-Man and he is visiting Peter Parker's grave. And there's a, all these adornments and flowers and stuff. People miss Peter Parker. And then he sees slash runs into the Peter Parker from the other dimension played... Um, by um, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, yep.
1: Great voice and, choice for that. I was really oh, happy with that.
0: Absolutely, it is. And uh, and then they have to uh, run away from the cops, and there's a, a really excellent little chase scene. And the seeing it in all its glory, and actually seeing some footage of it, they are doing the shading of the characters with the dot. Matrix style shading of old school comic book printing where it's just a series of dots to shade things in. And they're doing that in an animated movie and it looks so perfect and so beautiful and it moved and it was funny and it was dynamic and they can get and this is why Spider-Man works really well in animation like the contorted body maneuvers of uh, say... Uh, Todd McFarlane's run on the character in the early 90s or uh, some of the ultimate Spider-Man stuff they can get that sort of body elasticity in animation in a way that looks plausible whereas when they really go for that in a live action with a CGI stunt double doesn't quite it's it seems weird there's a limit to how far you can make Peter Parker's body look strange before you're like oh so you're just not human but no I I loved that clip I'm now officially more excited for into the spider verse than i am for aquaman and i'm very excited about aquaman
1: my aquaman enthusiasm it changes like every day i feel like it wanes it it, it wanes it ebbs it flows like the ocean oh arthur curry how i don't understand you
0: tide like
1: (laughs) very tide like um uh Yeah, I also, I know I made the joke with you yesterday of there is an intense similarity with Venom to Upgrade for me. Where, uh yeah, I would say that it felt very similar to Upgrade to me, not just because the uh, main actors are freakishly similar. They uh,
0: do look a lot alike. But sort
1: of that internal monologue aspect. And I remember when I watched Upgrade kind of feeling like it was that way. That and and so I, I it's interesting to now see like how quickly they came out together and and how similar it felt. I I wished the villain had been a bit more complicated and interesting in in the way that Upgrade was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it, it didn't feel like near as tight a script as Upgrade is. No bullet
1: but... biceps either, which was such a yeah. treat.
0: Hey, you know what? If I could have a gun in my arm,
1: you do I totally would. I've seen you shirtless. Boom! Welcome to the gun show.
0: We will not be running a background check.
1: <laughs> well, you do live in Montana.
0: No, I've actually, I actually have seen. Uh, I go to gun shows semi regularly, and I, I see guys on the horn all the time calling in that that background line that they can call so oh, well. I've at least seen it happen
1: I, I haven't heard anyone refer to it as the horn in a long time
0: getting on the horn
1: yeah I feel like I should uh, be your secretary with big coke bottle glasses
0: yep array, array. Mr. Crary we're getting on the horn
1: <laughs> the mob they're back which ones oh, all of them what are you going to do about crime?
0: <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing.
1: Uh yeah, so so yeah, so uh, see the movie. Would you give it a specific ranking?
0: Um I'd say better than an, than Amazing Spider-Man's worse than Current Spider-Man. Okay. I'd I mean, say it's it, that
1: sweet spot between OG Spider-Man number two and number three
0: uh-huh. yeah yeah i'd put i'd put it squarely in there um it's venom is well realized well executed and an enjoyable film um but there are some some major script issues that you know another another pass by somebody who knows who uh you know there's any look there's two writers that are sort of main credited and there was some some rewriting done so who knows where fault lies but in our stars were, yeah the fault is in fact in our stars adair and now i'm gonna go die of cancer oh god so
1: well that's, this episode took a turn i guess it's our last episode and i guess that means you won't be participating in naNoWriMo
0: uh, no, I won't be. That's a lie. I will be from beyond the grave.
1: The best manuscript ever.
0: Right. Finally produced something worth, uh, was read. I think if I have to look at, uh, these gentlemen's, uh, respective careers, I think I know who I want to blame.
1: And who is it? Who does Dan blame?
0: I'm not going to blame anyone on this podcast. I'll I'll tell you afterwards.
1: Okay, cool. Um, oh, I saw Bad Times at the El Royale.
0: Did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah. So it's long, <laughs> and like
0: hell of a critique.
1: I I so I saw the trailer and thought it was going to be one thing, and it was a different thing, and that's not saying it's bad. Like
0: it's just great, different than when you thought it.
1: Great be. cast great cast and like very interesting intricate uh stories and there were a few questions that weren't answered that kind of annoyed me but when you're going into something that is so many characters and so many backstories it's uh it's tricky but it was one of those things that at a certain point in the night I was like wow this movie's been really long not saying it was like boring or that I wanted it to necessarily end it just I was like, this. it's been going on for a long time. I'm pretty sure it's like two days from when we started. And and so that that's my, it's just.
0: It's long and different.
1: It's long and different, but good. I enjoyed it. There was no person in it that I was like, oh, or like, I thought it was well cast. I thought everyone was interesting. I thought there were two younger actors that I hadn't, that I, I had either seen in something I hated or hadn't seen at all. And uh, Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, but uh, that I thought were very, very good and did a really good job with what they had. And I was intrigued by all the other like well-known actors. It was fun. Some good music, too. Ended very oddly, but good. Hmm. It's uh, It seemed like something I would write. Like just intricate, lots of characters, a lot of questions unanswered. (laughs)
0: Little, maybe a a little too long.
1: Maybe a little too long. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I was a little bit in college, so I was like, Ah. so I was like, this movie feels long. (laughs) But it could have just been that.
0: I was so in college, I needed to study abroad the other day. really
1: i don't even know what that means
0: i know neither do i
1: She's taking over my tv
0: well i think um i think this movie is worth your time go see it i think it is give us your own critiques because i'd like to hear them yeah and i want you to yell at us on the internet and tell us how dumb we are. Well, it's
1: a tricky, yeah, it's a tricky movie and I think it's it's tricky to talk about when we aren't feeling particularly like super pro or super against. So yeah, we're like It was yeah. fine. It was fine. I you mean, know? yeah, and I and I feel like we kind of both landed in the same place of it. And it's fun when we can disagree or when we both have strong feelings about it, but it is what it is. Like I I, I wished it there were certain things that had been different, but I still enjoyed it. I had a good chuckle.
0: Yeah, There's not that much, uh, you know, I would love to see some Venom shorts of just Venom and Eddie hanging out.
1: Yeah, like eating a sandwich and then him spitting it out and being like, it's dead. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop licking where your shots were. Stop. Pug had to go to the vet this morning.
0: Uh, yes. Pug life.
1: Well, she's about to turn 10.
0: Oh wow! I know that's an old fucking dog.
1: But she does not seem it. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe it's because I dress her like a shark. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> uh,
0: I I was just trying to think of what to say to the uh, to the shark comment, and um, I have exactly nothing. I guess we're done so, with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, be uh, be here next time for when we review um, something. Yeah, I don't know. Let's say Shira on Netflix, maybe? No. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I just talked about Netflix for like 45 minutes the other night. Oof. <laughs> and there's recording of it. It's a lot. <laughs> Calently Streaming's coming back. Yay! Yay!
0: A Secret Weapon Production.